Welcome to DAC Beechcroft's Lawcast. My name is James Reed, and I'm a partner leading the corporate and commercial team in our Bristol office. Today, I'm joined by Tim Webster, operations director and co-founder of health tech firm S12 Solutions. In this episode, we'll discuss some of the themes covered in the latest Health Advisor article, M&A, Healthcare Transformation Drives Dealmaking Resurgence, exploring how the transformation of healthcare continues to drive M&A activity. Tim, thank you for joining us. So firstly, Tim, how important do you think the role of the private sector is and the role of corporate finance in the transformation of healthcare? I think it's probably pivotal in terms of how we can bring a more robust system to the fore. I think lots of people generate ideas, ideas translate into business propositions I think as long as they're well-documented, well-thought-through products, they then need to be bought through to support the varying areas that they can. And I think in terms of financing that, supporting that and bringing that forward, I think corporate finance is there to, I guess, hold the hand of these companies and the individuals, most importantly, within those companies to help them go on a journey to enable them to either exit at the end or indeed as I've done with S12 here become part of a bigger group that can further enhance product and drive even more value to our users. Thank you that's really interesting I mean, it certainly echoes what we're seeing which is increased appetite in terms of investment into the independent healthcare sector. Do you have any thoughts on what particular areas of the healthcare sector are attracting investment or investor attention? Yeah, it's an interesting one. For me at the moment, digital health is really where it's at. I think it's a huge opportunity. And certainly there are a number of organisations that are now quite regularly highlighted as very investable organisations. And I would say that it's a real area that can provide massive benefit in a very speedy way to ultimately the user's within our health system. So for me, it's digital health, digitizing those archaic processes to bring, I guess, the 21st century to the fore. And how do you think the pandemic has impacted that more generally in terms of that subset of the health sector? I think everybody's had to adapt from people working from home to likewise people within clinical settings. And I think as part of that adaptation, There have been a number of digital processes that have now fitted in that weren't there before. So I think whether people have wanted to, they've had to adapt. So, for example, if you want to get an appointment with your doctor's surgery, generally you would get either a video call or indeed a telephone screen before you would be encouraged to go and visit the GP practice. And it's the same in hospitals. What can we do Um, remotely rather than bringing people into the clinical setting, which is, you know, a risk that is both to our amazing NHS, but also to the individuals that need the care. So I think it's just something we've all had to adapt and change to work with. And I think the digital world has really, I guess, speeded up in its adoption 
as a consequence of COVID. And I think it will continue to do so. I think for me, it's been the biggest step change in the way that the health system works as long as I've known it. Very interesting. I mean, obviously, law, which we're involved in, is a much more sort of traditional sector, but we've seen that in terms of acceleration of trends that were there before and electronic signing and all these sorts of things that have happened, which wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. Being a company that went through a process during the pandemic itself, how did that pan out and how do you think that's impacted deal making more generally? I think for us, it was, you know, I probably like everybody when it all sort of suddenly came that we were going to be locked down. It was panic and worry and fear. It's not something you can learn out of some kind of business book. That's for sure. But it was something that I felt really strongly that would support what we do as an organisation because we could help. And I think from our adoption, we were about 25% market penetration in England. And by the end of the first real lockdown lift, we were up at 75%. But it made you do things differently. So prior to the pandemic, we would go out and train people face to face. That training became online. The implementation, again, all of this suddenly became remote and online. So it helped us in that regard because we're maximising the workforce, which is a really big issue. And so we were supporting that need But I think the other big thing for me was that we were able to support our service users in a more timely and effective way. So what we'd set out to do, we were able to do because our whole ethos was around supporting the crisis care pathway by using digital innovation to to make that happen. So taking a paper process, which is what it was, into a digital format was a massive change and still is a massive change for a number of the users of the platform, which ultimately are clinical professionals. So it was a big, big change. And I guess this leads into I had a very strong relationship with DAC Beechcroft, John White specifically, who I've worked with in the past. And we would have regular conversations. And I see the role of corporate finance as that guiding hand on the tiller to help you navigate through the stormy waters. And we would have many a conversation about the varying challenges that I was facing and what were the other companies that you were working with in a similar space? How were they doing things differently? Or are there things that we can learn from different spaces that are nothing to do with health, which was really, really valuable and really helped support our journey to bring us to where we are now? Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, if we can move on to that now in terms of talking about S12 and the journey that you went through, it'd just be really interesting to hear your thoughts on how you went from the initial idea to start up right through to then an exit and the Vital Hub acquisition where you're effectively partnering with a bigger organisation then to grow it internationally. Yeah, so I met a lady called Amy Manning who had an idea. She was an approved mental health professional or an AMP and AMP's are the people that set up Mental Health Act assessments. And the problem, if you like, that we were looking to solve was the fact that doctors weren't always available 
and you didn't know at any time who might be available to help you with that Mental Health Act assessment, leave alone ensuring that you had the best available assessing team to do that Mental Health Act assessment. So the idea was to take away a piece of paper with a list of doctors on and phoning round to see who might be available to do assessments to a more a bit like a searching function that in the first iteration that you could find people within a geographic region that would be able to come and do assessments for you. So that was the initial idea. And Amy and I talked about how we could evolve this and what else within that pathway we could do. And where it's evolved to now is that we're the only system that can provide support through the whole crisis care pathway. There is nobody else that can do that. And so for us, it's what can we do to support those clinicians to save them time? And what can we do to support the service user to make their assessments happen quicker to get them out of that crisis that they are in as quickly as humanly possible on our part? And so everything that we've ever looked at has been about how we can speed things up, make efficiencies in the system and support the patient, the service user to make sure that they are at the forefront of everything that we're trying to do. So as I mentioned earlier, we managed to get a huge market share because people were using our platform and obviously word had spread across the country of what a difference it was making. And we added in varying different functions that would support this user group. So when an assessment happens, you need to set up the assessment. So that was the original part of the platform. So we did that. We moved on to being able to support the doctors with and the amps with video calling. So that was then put into the platform. We have then added all of the statutory forms into our platform so that the Mental Health Act assessments use different forms. And so we provide those forms in an electronic format that can go through our system. Then it's kind of where do things go and it links into the patient record systems. And our goal now is to try and link in on a localised basis with transport so that people can be transported through secure transport to the relevant places. And also it's then using this technology, which we know can be used in other different aspects of health. So that is our forward looking vision. And as part of that, we knew we could get so far, but we needed a bigger family to help us to get to where we needed to go. And this is where Vital Hub came in, who are a fantastic organisation, a Canadian PLC on the Toronto Stock Exchange. They are really, really lovely people who genuinely care and want to make a difference. And they had managed to pull together some incredibly talented people within their team who now are our colleagues. But what it's actually done is bought a far more robust and deeper understanding of digital health that we would never have known. And so they are working with us to really build our product to take it globally. And 
that is something that we kind of pipe dreams, but actually those pipe dreams are really becoming a reality now. And we're really hoping that very soon we're going to be in Australia, we're going to be in Canada. And that's just incredible that this little idea has now kind of worked through that pathway. And certainly in terms of supporting us through that acquisition process, we work really closely with John and his team to support us through that. There's the transactional work, which is all fine and that's really important. But it was also the non-work that was supporting us on a personal basis, listening to our questions, kind of telling us when we're wrong as well, which, you know, is really important. And don't necessarily think that's unreasonable. I think that's right. Or I don't think you're on the right track with that. I think what they're driving at is this. And it's so important to have a firm that you support. And for me, most importantly, an individual that's leading that group that is a partner that stands with you shoulder to shoulder going forward and can really navigate you through that stormy sea, which an acquisition process really can be, and try and make that as smooth as possible, which I have to say was a really smooth transaction. And I was very, very grateful for the support. Well, it's really good to hear, Tim. I mean, in terms of making yourself attractive as a target, I mean, you obviously described this was a business that went from startup to effectively what was a significant transaction with Vital Hub quite quickly. How did you manage to sort of, I suppose, the financing in the interim to get to the scale you needed to get to and then making yourself the most attractive you could be, if you like, for outside investment? It's like everything. Start with the end in mind. What does success look like? And for me, I've been through this process before and I've learnt what people look for. And it's having those trusted advisors around you. So I was talking to John probably at the beginning when it was an idea and he didn't laugh at me. He knew <laughs> that it wasn't just going to be a, yeah, that's an idea that might fall off the side of a table and never be seen again. He listened. He gave some really good ideas. He put me in touch with different people because, you know, it's an area that, I'd never worked in before. So tech development, whatever, is not an area that I'd ever worked in before. So I was learning. And again, John connected me with different people that could help support us with our development journey. It is quite funny. Right at the beginning, we literally Googled how to develop an app. That was how much we knew. And then, you know, it was using that network and that support to enable us to do that. And then as part of that, it's really expensive. So where do you get the money from? Where do you get support to enable you to fulfill your ambitions? And I guess for me, it was about making sure that I had a really robust plan, a really clear financial requirement to get us to where we needed to go. And again, John, an FD called Martin, who is a, an incredible support through this journey. And I guess surround yourself with the best people and, and it makes a huge, huge difference in terms of the success rate. That for me is one of the critical success factors of making sure you've got the best 
possible team, which is actually exactly what the S12 app does. It gets the best possible assessing team for our clinicians. So actually it was kind of doing what I was doing, but in our financial setting, we needed the revenue to be able to invest to get us to where we wanted to go. So we knew there would be a switch between investment to actually making profit. And we thought that was going to come sooner than it did. But the reason that it changed was because of COVID, which obviously changed the face of many, many things. But in terms of raising the finances, I worked with a lady called Lucy O'Neill and we had a investment company called Lockwood and Round Investments. And so we invested the money to enable us to get to where we needed to go. But it's making sure that you're investing in the right places because we've invested in other products and other companies. And it's, again, making sure that all of that amazing team that I talk about are all behind what we're saying and questioning. Because at the end of the day, you don't just want yes to every question you have. You want people to go, oh, I don't think that's possible or I don't think that's feasible or I think that growth is too adventurous. And all of those questions are really, really important for us to ratify whether it's a good investment. And yeah, John is one of those people that I would say has been a huge part of that team. Looking forward to the future, what do you see as next for S12 Solutions? Obviously, this acquisition brings lots and lots of opportunity for you. So what is it that you see in terms of the next 12 months, but beyond for S12? We're firmly settled in Vital Hub now, which is really fantastic. And I think we look forward to 2022 with real enthusiasm and excitement. They have an incredible team around the globe that are looking at how we can all help each other. So it's not a surprise that they acquired S12. They're really, really focused on what they're trying to do. And actually, the products that they have work really well together. And so they have a patient record system called Treat, which is absolutely fantastic. And we want to bring that over to the UK. And likewise, we want to take S12 over to Canada, where they are primarily very strong with that particular product. Those products work really, really well together. So our product links into a patient record system. So the idea is to try and integrate those and likewise take the same product to Australia. And for us, it's about taking our product as it stands globally, but also to further develop, as I talked about, linking in with transport and looking at other areas outside of mental health where our product would really fit to help support clinicians in that area. And this is where, for me, Vital Hub are the perfect partner for us because they've got relationships in different parts of the health system and they're already well ahead in terms of where will our product be able to fit and how can we adapt that to support our users even further. So it's a great home for us and they're a fantastic group of people that we're really loving being part of their family that's great to hear tim thank you very much for your time today it's been a really insightful session thanks again for your input you can keep in touch with our content at www.dacbeachcroft.com forward slash health advisor 
for the latest insight, foresight, and thought-provoking articles for health and social care professionals.